Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And today we have a really cool uh, guest. Yeah, really great guest. But can we just take a moment we to can. admire yeah. these Nike shoes? Look at these shoes. That Josh has. They're glowing. They are. They so are I'll tell you, I'll ridiculous. tell you a little bit. You got to watch the video on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash reminder media uh, to see the video. But uh, when I bought these, I bought them because I thought that they were red and black. They're kind of pinkish. Yeah, they are kind of they're like a pinkish orange. No, pink, yeah. You're right. Pink. I said pink, Jesse said orange. Yeah, like a like pinkish a... orange, but he said red and black because our company Yeah, I bought them because I thought that yeah. they would look good on the podcast as yeah. red and black reminder media. I bleed red. Yeah, he red. does. He, he truly does. Reminder media red. It's really <laughs> interesting too because it's purple and then it comes out red <laughs> when he bleeds. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> No, I did. I bought them because I'm a company man, man. I like. I mean, I love. Yeah. I thought they're. But anyway, I, love them, dude. I, I like. Very, I like wearing I the different awesome. shoes on the podcast. It kind of yeah. keeps it interesting. But yeah. today, today, our guest has nothing to do with shoes. No, Although but this guy this... is a infectious personality. You'll hear me say that. I, I loved interviewing him. He, it's so funny. It's like successful people when you get around them. You just can tell, like he reminded me so much. I mentioned this on the show. He reminded me so much of Will Penny, who is another successful real estate agent that we interviewed in Ohio. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's like a carbon copy yeah. because success, it, it leaves clues. It has traits. And I think that the common bond between them, and you'll hear this in the interview. So you want to stick around and kind of hear how he speaks about his real estate career and how he's treated it is the fact that they look at it as a mm. business, not just a job and not even a career. He actually made the distinction. It's not even your career. This is a business that you're yeah. running. So he gives some tips on not only the mindset there, but how he goes about building a team uh, around that idea of yeah. being a business. So we're going to introduce him in full in just a minute after the intro, but I uh, wanted to read this week's featured review comes from Maggie Team MCM via Apple Podcast. She says, motivational five stars. I have been in real estate for 30 years. Wow. I now lead a team, so Maggie leads a team, and your podcasts are helpful to recreate our business. We are always looking for innovative ways to serve clients. Great practical information. We also love the magazines that Reminder Media does, and so do our clients. Thank you for the constant motivation to keep improving how we serve our Man, clients. Man, that, so, that makes me feel good. That's one. awesome. Yeah, thank you, Maggie Team MCM, for leaving that review. Uh, if you're not subscribed to uh, Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts, we'd love if you do that, as well as leave us a review and a five-star rating, just to kind of let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. And now, on to this week episode. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right. Today we have on Dave Panazzo. He is the co-founding owner of the Panazzo team, HomeSmart, a leading real estate team in Phoenix, Arizona. Dave's been recognized by Forbes, HomeSmart, Thrive Global, The Today Show, HGTV's House Hunters, and tons more for his expertise and experience as a real estate agent and media personality. As an agent and professional development thought leader, Dave has a wealth of knowledge to help up-and-coming real estate agents build a powerful business and achieve their greatest potential. Dave, Dave, welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you for having me on. This is cool stuff. Yeah, man. It's awesome to have you guys. Dave's personality too is infectious. So he's gotten <laughs> on the on the podcast with us. Josh and I now have been at this for what, three and a half years, something like that? Yeah. And yeah, so we get yeah, to interview yeah. a lot of people. And it's just crazy, like the differences in personalities, but Dave's personality like draws you right in. So I'm excited for this interview. You guys got to watch it on video too. So make sure you check out our YouTube channel. But Dave, just take a second. You're really successful in real estate, have a really successful team. Walk us through a little bit of your life journey, how you got into real estate, what led you up to today? Well, um, it wasn't easy. Okay. It was a crazy road. Uh, I've only been in real estate. It's going to be actually five years uh, this May. Okay. Okay, I've been in real estate. My whole journey up to real estate, like if you had the win column and the loss column, like my losses in life are insane. I have about three to five wins. Okay. The rest of them are all in the loser uh, category. <laughs> you only need so, one hit wonder, right? One hit. You oh my one God. Hit. <laughs> I swear. You know, I'm 53. Okay. I have gotten my ass kicked. And what I have found is that from each little experience, you know, when you get your ass kicked, you get your feelings hurt. And you, you feel sorry for yourself, okay? And you mope around. And earlier on in my life, you know, I noticed that I would have these massive losses and I would mope. I'd be the victim. I felt sorry for myself. But then as the years go on, I would look back and say, oh, wait a minute. I needed that lesson for this next step and then so on and so forth. So now here we are. Um, you know, I got all the military in 1991, went through a whole bunch of and literally, I am now at a point to where I'm applying everything that I've learned up until this point in real estate. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's kind of like this really cool effect that I can share my wins and losses with my teammates. My wife is my partner in crime. You know, we've been through a bunch of um, we just celebrated 30 years of marriage. So congrats. You know, congrats. It, it, thank you. It has not been easy, you know, the ups and the downs and the all arounds. And so I'm very fortunate now to be able to step back and look at that and look how far I've come and apply what I've learned in today's current business. And it's uh, it's going really, really well. How so, has this year been for you, uh, 2021, with COVID obviously just happening? What are you guys looking like from a transaction standpoint? Um, we're looking good. We're actually, um, I'd say about a dozen deals ahead of last year. Okay. We did 196 deals last year. Okay. Um, with, you know, the whole COVID thing, which was crazy. Um, you know, this time last year, we're running around with gloves on and masks and stuff. Like, like we're in some like, you know, you know, Alien like weirdness, yeah. okay? <laughs> and, and now we're like, yeah, I don't see any cameras. Take your mask off, you know, type <laughs> stuff. So it's uh, it, it's kind of funny, you know. This this past year was definitely the year of pull your big boy panties up, you know, l- lace up the bootstraps, roll your sleeves up, and get down and dirty. I mean, it has not been easy, and and now here we are. Now we're having inventory shortage. I mean, here in Maricopa County in the Phoenix uh, area. We have a two-week supply of homes, okay? That's crazy, man. It's insane. And, you know, we're both listed. We both list and work with buyers. You know, you're putting in offers and you're going up against, you know, 15, 20, 
30 offers. So it, it reminds me of the Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. And you just, <laughs> you know, go after it. So. Well, what, what would you share with agents that are... Fa- I mean, I'm hearing that all across the country. I spoke on a, a webinar this morning to a, an office in Texas, Austin, Texas. Same idea. Like, they're dealing with the inventory, inventory shortage. What would you say to agents to try to help them from that perspective? You got to get creative. You have to go so creative. Now, this is a true story. I just found out we our deal is accepted this morning. Long story short, I won't go into all the details. Went to this open house on Saturday. Take in mind, the open house was only one hour from 10 to 11. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. This is going to be one of those, you know, total circus atmosphere. I show up at like a quarter till. It looks like someone is having a high school graduation. I mean, the street, there must have been 50 cars on the street. We go into the house. It is a complete show. There's bodies everywhere. You know, there's like, I think they probably had four or five agents there. And I'm with my client. I'm like, hold on to my arm. I go, don't be scared. Just we're going to go look at everything. So we do the little tour. She's like, oh, I really like this one. And we've been working with her for a while. I'm like, all right, let's go talk to the listing agent because that's kind of what you do. And we go up to the listing agent. She shakes his hand. I really like your home. I, I think we're going to be putting in an offer. And I told the agent, I said, hold on a second. I said, let's get one thing straight. I go into my pocket. I pull out a $100 bill. And I'm like, I want you to remember me. And he looks. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to give you a $100 bill so you can remember who I was. So when my offer comes over, we already have that connection. He thought that was the funniest thing. I mean, he took his mask off. He's laughing his ass off. Okay. So that's step one. Step two, we put this offer together. And I mean, we're getting creative. We're doing, you know, we went over asking price. We're paying the the seller's title fees. We let them lease the home back for two months for free. I mean, we're doing a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. I even do some commission at it to go back to the seller just so his bottom line was better. Plus, I was working with a cash buyer, which was nice. And we were up against other... There's 10 other offers. These other offers went up to like, I don't know, like 1.75. I mean, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. And our offer was less. But because I built that relationship with the agent, he goes, you know what? Out of the 60-some people that came through that open house... Not one buyer's agent came up to me to introduce themselves to me. Wow, that's Think a listen, that. that's a golden nugget right there. That is yeah. that is communication 101. And I and I think what, what people are doing, they're forgetting about communicating nowadays. Mm. You know, this the hey, I'm Dave, you're Bob, you're Jim, you're this. I, no one does that anymore. And and see, I'm old school. So I'm taking the old school stuff, combining it with the technology aspect of being able to cheat a little bit with the text messaging and things like that. Yeah. But um, all in all, it's pretty simple. Just put your hand out, say hi. If you're scared of COVID, just knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> or elbows. A quote of the day. If you're scared of COVID, just knuckles. <laughs> Till we start toe tapping. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I've done it all. It's, 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 Wait, it's that's, that's kind of crazy. I want to hear that snow story. You've been toe tapping. <laughs> all right. So, Isn't that weird? so like people go, people go to shake your hand and then they retract and then you go knuckles and then they put their hand out. And you're like, how about this? We'll yeah. just do elbows. <laughs> 
So talk to us a little bit about this concept of you're running a business, right? And you're not just an agent. And I know that's something you're passionate about, right? You've done, you know, you're 190, what, six deals you said last year? That's yeah. a massive amount. How many are you on your team? Is it just you and your wife or do you have a larger team? Uh, my wife and I, and we have four uh, salespeople. Okay. Okay. So you have like a SEAL team, massive amount of transactions happening. Walk us through like what your business looks like. How do you get it done? What are the structures you've implemented to be successful? Well, and that, that you you hit the, the nail on the head. It's a business, okay? So many people that, from what I see, get into this, they're like, oh, it's my new career. It's my new job. You're, you're done right there. Mm. The, this, this real estate world now, with the way things are going, the way that, you know, the solo agents out there, they're getting beat up, okay? You know, I've had a lot of interviews with solo agents because I'm thinking, hey, a solo agent would be a perfect fit. You know, they're getting beat up out there. Let me show them how our systems and processes work to be able to streamline what they're doing so that they can sell more. And typically when I talk to a solo agent that's been in the game a while and I ask, you know, how many houses have you sold? And they're like, oh, you know, 15, 18. I'm like, how would you like to double that? They look at me like, uh, well, I don't have a life now. So how the hell would I be able to double my business? Okay. Mm. And then I go into, well, with the systems and processes, our listing coordinator, our transaction coordinator, our CRM, and the way that we you know, do our business, it streams, streamlines it so that you can get out there and do what you do best. And that's sell. They don't get it. Mm. They don't get it. And once again, this is a conveyor belt. You know, the lead comes in, the lead gets handled. You go out and show, you go under contract. Once it goes under contract, then it's just a simple process until it closes. And most agents get bogged down with the paperwork. I'm the worst with paperwork, okay? If my wife was here, she'd be like, oh yeah, that's (laughs) that's true. Because what I do best is being out front, waving dollar bills at people, interacting, you know, showing houses or going on listing appointments. You know, that's the piece that agents at this day and age get choked out at. Because mm-hmm. whenever you see a, an email from an agent come over anytime after 11 p.m. at night, they're 90% of the time a solo agent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they're working, you know, they, they put the kids down to bed or they've wrapped up their day and now they're, they're working. Where with our team, that piece of it is taken care of during business hours. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, and so many people get into real estate for freedom. They get into real estate <laughs> yeah, for, their own yeah, hours for flexibility. Hours yeah. It's crazy, the pain point there. I, I'm curious because obviously the idea here is you do, you document, you delegate. I forget who came on the podcast. and I think it was Joey Gilkey. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm not positive, but maybe Ariel can find it. Well, I know that we talked with Patricia Katiki who brought it up in her interview. Okay, Patricia Katiki. Yeah, so that was Yeah, that was a great interview, but it's you do it, you document it, then you delegate it. And the idea there is the leverage. So walk us through systems. So our most commonly asked question is lead generation. Where do you get the leads from? Yeah, where do you get the leads? <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about your lead generation systems and how you sure. bring the leads in? So with my wife being an agent of 19 years, okay? So when I when we combined efforts, she had been an agent for almost 14 years solo by herself. Mm. And she had her own system set up. And the way she devised her system was back in the day when the market crashed, she was um, she got a hold of an REO account with Bank of America. So she learned very quickly what systems and processes were all about. 
wow. Yeah. So we we kind of had the, the the baseline set. So when I came on board, I'm like, okay, you know, where are the leads coming from? What how what are you getting right now? And obviously I knew some of this stuff, but I'm like, okay, we're gonna crank this thing up. I'm like, we're gonna have 30 people on the team, but we're gonna have this and that. She's like, Will you please relax? I'm like, no, <laughs> there's there's tons of opportunity. So we started, we started um Getting involved, we never did Zillow. Okay, we okay. never got involved with any sort of Zillow. Because Zillow's are you anti Zillow? Yeah, they're the they're the devil. They're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> they're the devil. Cover. I want to go down that road, but we won't for the sake of staying on topic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so lead generation. Um, so so we started signing up with different lead services and um, really stepping up our social game, our website, um, just all of it. We did a kind of across the board. Holistic. And once again, you know, if there's some new lead service, like a home light or an up nest or something like that, we would sign up for it between her REO. Well, let's see here. Uh, relocation accounts, things like that. The last time we checked, which was about a month ago, I think we have about 23 different lead sources. Wow. Okay. Now, some of those might spit out one or two deals a year, but it's one or two deals. Others might be 20% of our business. Others might be 31% of our business, but it's this nice spread. And then, of course, our own database of past clients that we are in front of a lot. Um, so... It's this crazy mix of all of this. Sometimes they fire off a lot in one month. Other months, maybe one or two. Yep. But once again, you never know where your business is going to come from. And then on top of it, the referral aspect. We're, you know, we have a pretty decent reach on a nationwide basis because we're in Phoenix. So many people are coming here yep. with our network of other agents out there. We're, we're spitting out a lot of referrals. Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. Yeah, that's amazing. I think there's a really good principle there of diverse, diversification where there, you're not going to find just one lead source or even one or two lead sources that are really going to generate all of your business for you, nor should you in a way. Like you really should have a diversification of lead source. Now, here's the caveat I give is I see a lot of agents, they they diversify in lead source, but it's really a lack of focus. Yeah, they never let one thing play out. Yes. See if it'll work. Yeah. You got to be in in your lead source, you can have multiple of them. Let's say you have seven different lead sources, but you have to know those lead sources and you have to have processes, almost like the flight checklist for each of those resources and what you're doing, what you're spending, how you're doing it, knowing that, hey, this might not pop out a deal every month, but it will pop out three a year that pays for the system or whatever I'm investing in. And I think a lot of agents fall down in that area. Well, because once again, it's they don't look at it as a business. I mean, think about it. All you need 
is to pass a test, sign up with the local associations, buy a box of business cards and a couple of signs and you're in business. Yeah. Okay. And everyone thinks it's a get rich quick scheme and it's not, it's not, you have to look at this as a business. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to go buy a 5,000 square foot brick and mortar building, what else are you going to put into that? Oh, I need, you know, computer systems. I need, uh, you know, a commercial TI done. I need this. I need that. I need marketing. It's all that. Well, if you can apply that same concept to a solo individual or a small team, you're going to get the results that you, that you're looking for, but it takes time. A hundred percent. You know, like the Gary V story of, you know what, he was on the wine, uh, what is his wine wine.com uh, or whatever wine YouTube TV. channel or yeah. whatever for what 10, 15, almost 20 years yeah. and finally got some recognition. And I think that's the thing. Like to me, being consistent is so freaking boring. I can't stand it. Mm. There's there's nothing sexy about it. Oh, hey, I've been consistent for 10 years. <laughs> like, ooh, everyone wants to hear about the oh, I tripped and fell and got this idea and I put it into place and I made millions. So like, oh my God, really? You know, so now everyone else thinks you can do that, especially with the, you know, social media. I mean, you know, you you, you can pretty much be whoever you want. Um, Everybody, everybody's successful on social media. (laughs) Oh, and then so, yeah. Is that why you say teams are going to dominate? Because uh, you're you're saying that from from your perspective, a solo agent just doesn't have the capacity or the bandwidth to implement the systems to run the business. I think so. I think they're tired. I'm tired. And I'm running a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about what happened this past year, you guys. Like, this past year was insane. World pandemic shutdown. I think towards the end of March, the beginning of April, it's like someone flipped the light switch for us. You know, it's been like that for everyone, okay? You know, anyone that's high five and saying, hey, look at me this past year, a blind squirrel can definitely find a nut, okay? (laughs) Now it's a matter of what's 2021 look like? What's 2022 look like? Yes. Because because right now, the landscape for for being a real estate agent in in this market, it is brutal, okay? And there's not too many people that have the wherewithal to be able to withstand that, especially if you're solo, because... You know, once again, you look in the mirror and you're like, hey, what's your problem, dude? <laughs> you need to sell something. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, whereas with the team, at least you can, hey, what's going on, Mary? What's going on, you know, uh, Kasha? Hey, what, what's, what do you need help with? Hey, why don't you try this? Or why don't you say this? And, you know, get them back there in the game. Well, I think the consumer is expectations have grown, have risen just naturally with instant gratification. With yeah, terms of the level of service they require. Yeah, the level of service, the speed of service, the the ease of service. Um, and so they expect a different level. And I think a team allows you to have, like you said, every piece of the assembly line worked out. So from the time we generate that lead to the time we actually close the deal, it's a smooth process for them all the way through. And you've kind of systematically laid that out. And that's what every business owner needs to do is systematically sure. lay that flight check out. I got to ask you, I'm curious, how is it working with your significant other? How is it? It's working? awesome. It's, it's awesome. Well, yeah. here's the thing, 30 years of marriage. Okay. okay. So you know, for all the guys and gals out there, they're like, hell no, there's, I can't even go on vacation. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. You have pros and strengths, okay? Usually most couples or business partners always say, well, I wish he was more, I wish he could do what I did or vice versa. 
Well, that defeats the purpose. We each have our own strengths, okay, that we're really, really good at. And so she's really good over here. I'm really good over here. When that overlap happens and there's that little piece in the middle, that's where the magic happens. Mm. She stays in her lane. I stay in mine. We work together. Okay. That's, that's the biggest thing that we learned right from the get go was let's make sure we know each other's roles. And like when it comes to the back end with the TC listing coordinator going over, I am not involved in that. Every once in a while I get pulled in and I'm like, I just want to let everyone know. Um, I'm not supposed to be in this I don't meeting. belong here. <laughs> So please don't take anything wrong. And of course, they don't step into my world of the marketing aspect and the social media and some yeah. of that stuff. So everyone has their place. There's so much, there's so much truth in that and knowing what you're good at and staying in your lane. One of the best pieces of relationship advice I ever got was envisioning your relationship like a triangle. And you're you two are at the bottom right? And as you move closer to a centralized goal, you move closer together. And most relationships, they break or most business partnerships or whatever, because the goal gets misaligned. And so it's like moving towards that goal is what's going to keep you kind of on the straight and narrow for accomplishing something as a team. I was just curious for 30 years and then you're working together. It's got to be interesting. So that I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, dude, we paid our dues. Like, (laughs) Listen, for better or worse, (laughs) trust me. All right, we'll make it sound somewhat happy i mean come on no (laughs) no i'm just saying like you know once again people want to do what i do but they don't want to do what i did wow okay and and it's it's amazing because everyone wants that quick fix they they want that shot in the arm and everything's going to be fine no one wants to pay dues and i'm not saying you have to do it on your own you know if i'm going to give you advice on something that didn't work for me but you still do it guess what you're going to pay dumb dumb tax on that Okay. Yeah. Shame on you. Why? Why? You know, and I think as you get older, you just don't give a shit. And so if someone says, hey, don't do that because this won't work. You're like, oh, thanks for saving me time. I'm going to do it the way you said to. Yeah. It's- but once again, I mean, hey, when I was in my early 20s, I knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much you knew when you were younger, but you realize you didn't. When you yeah, yeah, you, you, you basically- yeah, everyone was stupid. <laughs> yeah. And especially up- any older person they were definitely dumb now here i am the well i'm 53 and i know, you know nothing. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> the more you learn the more you realize you know nothing well we got to talk to you about because obviously you're a marketing guru right and you're really big on video right so yes. you do a lot of video content you've had a lot of success there can you walk us through what that whole strategy looks like what you're trying to do from that perspective well you know I wanted to be different from day one. I wanted to just change it up. And I didn't want to do all of the, hey, just listed, just sold. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm a real estate agent, okay? I should be selling. I should be listing. I should be doing that piece of it. So it's no different than if I was an owner of a McDonald's. I'd be like, oh, look at me. I'm flipping burgers. Well, no, you're McDonald's, right? So... So I wanted to change it up. I wanted to be more authentic. And when we went down this road of saying, okay, we're going to put ourselves out there. Number one, be authentic. Be you. Okay. I see so many people out there 
with the, you know, renting the Lambos or walking around the $2 million houses acting like they're working with their laptop and stuff. And, you know, yeah, I'm making, I'm poking fun at people, but guess what? How does that look to the client? It's all about the client. And that's the one thing that people are missing out on. What's the perception to the client? Mm. So our concept was, let's be us. Let's be 100% unscripted, authentic. Let's put that out there on all platforms. So that when someone does Google Dave or Tim Panazzo or the Panazzo team, what comes up? And so that was our concept. Because really, the internet, social media, all that stuff is really our living, breathing resume, okay? Whether you're bragging about yourself or you're on vacation or you're with the family or if you're just helping others in the business, that's what people see. Mm. And so that was the angle that we took. And we've been sticking with that since day one. And it's working for us. Well, it's what, working. What type of video, like how are you doing the content, I guess? Meaning like you're saying you're going out there to be 100% you. What does that translate to in like tactic, like action when you wake up, like in what you're doing? Well, it just depends. Like if sometimes we'll do a vlog where I'll have my guy come hang out with me for the day and we'll just run around town and I'm doing stupid. And, you he's, know, fi- and he's filming you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's either, you know, he's, he's filming me doing lock boxes or showing me at an inspection or just basic one-on-one stuff. Every once in a while, when we have a sexy listing, I might go there and, and do a little something, but I'm also showing people not only the house, but more important, what's around it. Mm-hmm. What else is in that area? Is there hiking? Is there biking? Is there golf? Is there shopping? Because I feel that people are more sold on the area Okay, of the lifestyle versus the actual house. Great point. And so that's one thing that I like to do. And have you found like what's your most popular channel? Like, is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Where's your most popular? Uh, I think it's Instagram. Okay. Instagram seems to be the one. We park, I mean, and shame on me, it's something that I'm working on. Um, you know, YouTube is is uncharted territory territory in the sense that. It's what the second largest search engine. It's the second largest site. that I know yeah. for a fact I'm leaving a lot on the table. But I take all my content, I park it there. I'm just not leveraging it the way I should be. Mm. Of course, I'm on Facebook for that older demographic. But you know, I look at it like this: Instagram. There's kind of a sweet spot there of you know that younger generation. That's they're getting older. You yeah, know, yeah. the millennial thing. I mean. They're older now, right? What's, it, what's the youngest millennial is, or the, the oldest millennials in their 40s or something? 39, like I think. That? I think yeah. old, let's say, born in 81, I think. Wait, so, are you a millennial? I am. I'm the, I'm the original millennial. Josh is the original millennial. Yeah, first. You have all you all have me to thank. Jeez. Yeah, yeah you thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Hopefully, I well, paved the way. Here's the million well dollar question, right? Is have you gotten leads or business, I shouldn't say leads, business from your content creation? How do you measure that? Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. So two things. When I'm meeting with a stranger, typically we like to send a couple different links to either our Google reviews or I'll send them a link to our Instagram or maybe Facebook or something. I always, it's, it's kind of cocky to say this now, but it's like, well, Google, you know what I mean? Like I can say that with confidence because Love that. our shit is legit. And so I leverage that because what do most people do? They Google something like, oh, it's, it's for real. 
Yep. It's on the internet. It's real. It can be fake as all, all day long. Mm-hmm. But because they see it on Google, they believe it. And um, and so with that being said, we try to get people to search us and to you know look us up if we're especially going to meet with them. And what happens is sometimes they say, oh, yeah, we checked you out. We know you're legit. Like, don't even bother going over your marketing plan. Or they'll bring up something like, oh, you have a really cute you know, granddaughter or something. Like, so I know that they did their homework and they, they were snooping on us. Yeah. And what that does is it kind of seals the deal. Yeah. I'll take that one step further because like you've been, you've gotten media coverage, right? In your bio, we read the Today Show, HGTV, House Hunters. It's crazy. A ton more. I went to your website. Um, You were interviewed by, I think, probably the local news during the pandemic about what it was like to show virtual. Yeah. Like that's a ton of credibility adding to you. When did you decide to start going after this media coverage? And if you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience, like how do you even start to get their, their coverage? I'm telling you, we've been blessed. Like HGTV, it was one of those where, you know, you get one of those hokey emails from some production company. You're like, okay, well, what kind of scam is this? Yeah. Next thing you know, banter back and forth a couple of times. I'm like, hey, this is the real deal. Like, I'm going to pursue this thing. And so it was a matter of like, I hammered on them for a while. Okay. Because I think what happens is they get so inundated, they don't know who's who. Mm. And so, I really, really pursued that one. And uh, that was a cool, that was a cool deal. My clients and um, good friends of ours ended up getting them on. And, you know, we did the whole HGTV thing. And this was, uh, this was House Hunters? They were House Hunters, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then. Do they actually um, buy the, the, do they actually buy the house at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> Is legit. Is it actually oh, real? <laughs> totally legit. All right. That's, that's uh, why we had you on the show to find yeah. out the answer to that. <laughs> One of our one of our team partners, she used to be in broadcasting. And so uh, she called my wife like two weeks ago and said, Hey, you want to be on the nightly news with Lester Holt? She's like, Yeah. No way. And literally it happened within two hours. She had a contact from an old friend back in New York. One thing led to another. I set up like I'm in my family room right here with our whole setup. I'm setting that up next thing you know, she's being interviewed. You know, for crazy. a deal. Yeah. So what happens is I think, you know, they start once again, they start Googling, you know, realtors in Scottsdale or whatever, and they start seeing what we have. Well, who would you rather work with? Someone that looks comfortable on TV or, or someone that has great stats, but there's no like social or videos or anything. Yep. So I think that that has been a byproduct of all these years of, of, of us doing what we do. Yeah. That's what awesome, a great man. exercise. Like go right now and Google yourself. And what comes Seriously. up, what comes up, and that's what your consumer sees. Like when Absolutely. they, you know, after they leave the open house or whatever the listing presentation, they're probably googling you before the listing presentation. But oh, yeah. still, you yeah. know, they're googling you, and that's a representation, whether you like it or not, of your right. power in marketing of your brand. Well, and one thing too, like you know, for us, and we won't go down this little rabbit hole, but. You know, now that they're kind of peeling back the agents and, you know, you can't put your, you know, your house is no longer have your name on it. You know, they're fishing out of their own barrel. You know, the Zillow reviews was always a big thing that us as real estate agents, we would leverage like, oh, yeah. go look at the Zillow reviews. Well, about three years ago, three and a half years ago, we decided let's start doing Google reviews. 
And I am so glad we're almost we're almost at like 200 reviews on Google. Wow, which is which is really big because what happens when you Google a business? That little box pops up. Yep. Okay. And you're like, you know, the phone numbers, the websites, and then it has reviews and then current pictures. But then when you Google another business and they don't have that, or they only have two reviews, you kind of like, mm, I don't know about that one. Let me go on to the next. I mean, if you think about it, reviews are now instilled in our brains as consumers. Even on Amazon, I still get wrapped up in the, you know, you know how they have the, you know, 1100 reviews and then you click on this other product and there's five. You're like, I don't know about that. Let me go on this one. 100%. You you pay an extra 10 cents, but you feel better about yourself. So, you know, that's kind of what's going on with this real estate world because they are... They're making it sound like this real estate thing, like these agents, well, you don't really need an agent. You know what I mean? Like they're circumventing us a little bit. And it's it's fascinating. Yeah. It really is. Well, it's squeezing the market, right? So there is always going to... like Teams like yourself, you guys are going to survive. You're still going to dominate. But what's happening is it's squeezing the market. So that solo agent that is not a top producer is mediocre. And I'm not beating them up. But the Zillows of the world, those type of companies are going to squeeze that side of the market. And that's just... It's going to flip. You're going to see it over the next decade flip to where it doesn't replace a real estate agent but it's, they are just taking a piece of the pie mm-hmm. that the mediocre agent was in. Well, I've removed myself from all those Facebook groups that are the realtor, you know, I, don't know, I can't even think of one now because I, I, I deleted myself out of all of them because the agents in there are in panic mode. You know, the, com- the commission compression and things like that, you know, when they start squawking and complaining about, oh, you know, it was a, it's a $1.5 million listing. They're only given 2%. Okay. Mm. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. I'll take a hundred of those. But the solo agent in their mind is going, well, I deserve that. Well, guess what? You need to sell more. And so I would jump in there and That's... you just need to sell more. And then that creates this <laughs> whole thing. I'm like, okay, this is way too negative. I'm removing myself because everyone's whining right well, now. Well, that's the business owner mentality that you have. That's the business owner mentality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sell more. If you have the system in place, then you can do it. Sell more. If yeah. you're the solo agent or you're a small team and you don't have your systems and processes in place, to sell more makes you go, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Mm. And that's, I think that's the problem right now. People need to look at this as a business. <laughs> yeah. No, what, no 100%. Message. Yeah, you can't treat it like a hobby. All right, we got to ask you, because we ask you know, pretty much everybody who comes on the show, you know, especially someone like you, you've built a successful real estate team with your wife. You guys are absolutely killing it. Even in a pandemic, you're doing 196 deals. What are the routines that you implement in your life that has driven success for you? Um, one thing that we have, we started probably six years ago is our cell phones are not plugged in next to our beds. Okay. (laughs) Mine's plugged in, in the kitchen. She puts hers in the, in the bathroom. Once we wake up, we are not allowed to look at our phones. Okay. So we don't look at our phones probably for the first hour of awakening because we all know when you look at a phone, and you're like, text message, oh, appraisal doesn't come on. You're like, oh, Jesus. And then you stub your toe on the bed and then you spill your coffee. And you're like, oh, it's, it's going to be one of those days. Boo hoo, right? 
So we eliminate that piece. We go over affirmations. I journal. I have a little five minute journal. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those where, you know, what are you grateful for today? Yeah, that's what awesome. Today? Great. Um, I like to read some days I can read three words and I'm like, what the hell do I just read? I know that <laughs> those, those days are going to be good because I'm fired up. There's other days where I might read 10 sentences. I might read two pages or I might even read a half a chapter and I go with it. And so I like to take that morning because that first hour is 100% my time. It's pure. There's no involvement from anyone else except me. Now, sometimes what happens is, you know, and once again, my wife and I go on our little corners and do our thing. Sometimes the conversation that comes out of that morning, like, you know, the ideas and things like that are things that take our business to the next level. Hmm. And so that has been the biggest game changer for us is the morning rituals of getting the day started right. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. That is awesome. Yep. You want to ask him the final? Well, I was going to say, this might be dangerous territory yeah, because seriously. of how you started your history. But we always ask everyone, what would you go back and tell your younger self? What would you tell younger Dave? I would say, find a mentor, okay? Because the whole mentoring thing, I, I, I never got into that or a coach or any of that stuff. Um, I would say, go back, find yourself a mentor, find a group of people to take you to the next level. Okay. Instead of don't find the group of guys that want to party really hard and go buy dime bags. Okay. Like that, that, that didn't do me very good. <laughs> that didn't get me to the next level, but I had to learn the hard way. But do you have a mentor now? Hard. Do you have a mentor now in your business? Do you have a mentor now in your business? Yeah, we actually have. Um, so when I first joined, my wife was with Tom Ferry. Yep. I caught the tail end of that. I'm like, okay, we need some, we need more. Then we went with another coaching program that was, um, uh, what was it? Workman Systems, which was more of how do you, how do you structure a team? Okay. So we got the basic one-on-one and then it got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm getting bored. We need something else. We went maybe six, 12 months without a coach. And then I was like, I want someone that is, that will call me out on my own. Mm. I want someone, I need a business coach. I wanted to stay away from the real estate piece because I kind of feel there's pros and cons behind that. So we we were introduced to a gentleman through a friend of mine that's uber successful. And he's in Australia. And I went about 30 days. I, I talked to him for an hour once a week. I went 30 days. I said, Glenn, time out. I need to get my wife on this because if I don't, her and I are going to go two separate directions. I got my wife on. And then next thing you know, the team, our TC, our listening coordinator. So on our whole team, everyone gets a one-hour session with him on a weekly basis. And I pay for all this because the value in that is phenomenal. That's wow. phenomenal. Amazing. I love what you said there. When you got bored, you didn't just figure you you learned it all, man. You went yeah. out and found someone else to challenge even more. Love that. Well, you. I think you have to. Listen, there's some people, there's nothing wrong with selling your 150, 100 houses a year. Yeah. You go on vacations and you, and, and you chill out and you have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But some of us want more. And that's the beauty of setting goals. Not all of us want the same thing. And so we're able to 
you know, position ourselves in this manner to go to that next level. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, going to the next level is fun. It's, that, it's really the journey because, <laughs> you know, you stand on the podium and you wave at everyone. That's really not it for me. It's that journey on the way there. So well said. Um, it Love makes it message. fun. All right, Dave, thank you so much for being here. Before we close out, please let people know how they can connect with you, learn more about your team. You can go on our website, thepanazoteam.com. Check us out on Instagram, thepanazoteam. Um, or just reach out. You All my contact information is on our website. We'd love to chat with you if you want to know some uh, tips and tricks or if you just need a kick in the ass. Either way, I I'll love be that. glad to help you. Awesome, man. Thanks again so much for showing up. Thank you all for listening to Dive Deeper this episode. You can get those links that Dave mentioned as well as the video. And see Dave's nice background. I mean, we were complimenting him on his yeah, background great. earlier. I think it's so important, you know, in today's day and age. You gotta have a nice... Gotta look professional. I love setting. the American flag. It's we're about awesome. to get a new background soon, hopefully. Yeah. So we're gonna be moving studios soon, up our game as well. You can head on over to Stay Paid Podcast to get all of that. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, there's only two ways that we ask you to do it. The first is to head on over to Apple Podcast, leave a review and a five-star rating. Dave said it here on the podcast. People go to the reviews and the shows yeah, and the, the products that have the reviews. So we need some more reviews so we, we can do. read them on the show. Uh, and the best way to help out is to tell a friend about this episode. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can always email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on social media, we are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And what a great episode. I would encourage you as your action item for this episode is start getting reviews on Google. The reason why I say that specifically is because you got Dave here and his team, 196 transactions. Will Penny, who we interviewed in Ohio, does like 200, around the same exact. And he swears by it was when he made the switch to getting reviews on Google. So if you're not getting reviews on Google right now, you're missing out. So take action on that. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry Josh and I have worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 